Hello, and welcome back to the Thursdays of the Best Days podcast. Joining me this week is Bruno, Philos, and Detuzin. And some big tech news this week. Google has announced its self-driving car service called Waymo. And Waymo will be being introduced in Phoenix, Arizona, with their, like, fully automated Uber, pretty much, is basically what it is. I'm interested to see how Arizona takes this after the uh, fatal crash that happened with Uber and their self-driving program in Arizona as well, because the problem with Uber was that their program took the person as a false positive, and I'm wondering if Google can fix these bugs that Uber had. I have no doubt Google's software program and hardware all better than Uber's. Who has more time, resource, and like development into this? I think Uber was a company I don't think that should have been putting money into it. I think they should have waited for another company to do it and then buy it from them. Didn't Google start self-driving cars, pretty much? Like, they were the first ones to do something about it? They were. I They uh, had that little buggy car with all the cameras um, that they took from uh, Google Maps and stuff. And that's where it came from. Like, I don't know who's really perfected it, but I know Google was the original, like, connoisseur of it. So, just a quick Google search here. The first self-driving car took place in the 1920s. So, false. Okay. Well, I mean, real like, Real self-driving cars, yeah, Google took Like, what took, we're talking about here, who was the I, first I ones? know. I think AI-based, not radio-based. It was AI-based. Electronic I, technology, please. I'm seeing it was radio-controlled. In the 20s. Okay. We're talking about like modern car, like I know, modern I know. 1920s. What what was it driving? That's, like, yeah. Um, the Model T? General, General Motors Firebird 2. I think oh, you mean horse subscribe. and buggy and the horse on, and AI. Basically, it. Uh, well, I'm interested because. Never mind. What? No, it doesn't have a. Sorry, it doesn't have an example for a self driving car in the 20s. With the Uber stuff and. People are bringing up good questions. Software either has to ignore a lot of false positives for a smoother ride, or you take those false positives as real things, even if it's a fire hydrant on the side of the road. And the car is going to slow down and swerve a lot more than it normally would. And it's raising the issue. Do self-driving cars need to be enjoyable or safety first in how they're programmed? See, I think they're Uh, better than that already. Yeah, I... I mean, look at what we're talking about. We're talking about one incident in maybe self-driving cars being a big thing in the past couple of years now that a self-driving car killed one person. Other than this, all the incidents have been human error. Like, could we go on the news and find one person killed someone in a car crash today? Yeah. We're talking about one death of a pedestrian over years compared to, like, what real drivers are like. Well, it's the same thing with anything. One blemish can destroy everything especially autonomous driving being it's still relatively young in that it's trying to grow big really quick this blemish could damage it quite a bit uh what accident we talked about because the one i heard it was like every accident i've heard hasn't had the cart fault uh the uber, the uber one, one where the they hum- hit a bicycle. saw the human being and it was a dark daylight, so like the driver couldn't see it to stop the car, but the car saw the human being crossing the road in the dark. And it took the person as like a bag or something just blowing through the wind and didn't slow down even though it saw it. And that's what caused it to kill was just a bug in the program. The driver was on their phone as well. Gotcha. That definitely does not help the situation. No, it does not. 
I, I mean, I've seen the video and I've seen a couple sources. I've heard a lot of conflicting stories about the video. But to me, as a driver, when I watched the pedestrian just come out of nowhere, like I, there's a good chance I might have hit that person because it I wasn't a crosswalk. The, I saw images of the area like the next day and it is very well lit. So the video makes that seem like it's darker than it is. That that's a conflicting reports. I like, I, I don't know. I guess it's really, it might've been them manipulating. Cause I could easily see that for like PR, like, Oh, look how dark it is. So I, also my depends, question. Well, well, it's Google being behind the autonomous driving. Most people get their news from Google searches and stuff. Google might do stuff like that where it's like, Oh, this article is going to write in our defense and not against us. So they might try pushing their agenda like that. That's highly illegal. It, I I don't know. I also think people will trust Google more than they trust Uber, because just you know you'll trust a certain company more, and everyone uses Google stuff pretty much. And hopefully that like it being Google, they'll be like, oh, they'll make a better product than Uber. I mean, yeah, I don't think you're wrong, but I mean, at the end of the day, is it aren't cars nowadays? like the self-driving ones, aren't they, like, they tell you to keep, well, at least Tesla, from what I know, they tell you to keep your hands, like, on the wheel and only take them off for, like, like short periods of time and pay attention because they're yeah. not... Or is this they actually have sensors, different... too. Yeah. So, like, how is that relevant to the actual car? Um, I, like, I understand that, like, yeah, autopilot was on, but, like, it's still the driver's fault. You can't just pin it on the car itself. It is the driver's fault. But when you, I don't know, think of how many hours they've sat and they've had to do nothing. And like everyone just gets complacent after a while of, oh, once nothing's ever happened, nothing probably will happen. I just have to sit back and be on my phone and get paid. Like, I wonder how much they do get paid for that. It's really easy work, though, in that sense, too. Like they're, they're there just as, almost as a scapegoat, honestly. I think. Google, Uber, and a lot of these companies that are doing it only have people in there to be like, oh, well, the driver didn't react. Like, I think if they didn't have to worry about that ethical issue, they would just have the self-driving cars all by themselves. I agree with that. I really think that the, um, like, the uh, whole ethical issue, like, people just don't get it, I guess. And I, I think that leads towards, like, talking about if we should just go full automation. I, I don't think we can go just full automation. It's not, it's too much of a right. I don't know if it's a right, but like, I think people feel like driving is more of a privilege that they should have rather than something that people can take away from you. Well, if it's a privilege, then if the government sees it best fit to keep everyone's safety as the number one concern, fully autonomous driving is the safest way to go. But is because it though? Yes, you did a project on it last year. I didn't. I did a project on it, but I didn't say it was safer. I just like because Nick, you wouldn't need traffic lights. You wouldn't need stop signs because self-driving cars would all communicate with each other. Um, I think it was last week I posted an article to you guys. There was a car that swerved away from another car and ended up swerving into a self-driving car, but the whole headline of the article was "self-driving car in another accident." Yeah, and when all the vehicles can just talk to each other, like, yeah, hacking would be an issue, yada, yada, yada. Traffic flow would be amazing. 
roads there would, would be, be no traffic. Yeah, there would be traffic flow. There it's would not be like, zero there might... traffic. No, yes, you wouldn't have the accident traffic that you have on the roads and stuff. Ninety percent of traffic is caused by people braking for no reason. Yeah, that's another thing. Like and that, people would cars wouldn't have to brake to stop. They could slow down, but they would never fully stop because yeah. cars would be in the right lane at the optimal time, going the right speed, and you wouldn't have people slam on the brakes to merge five lanes over at the last possible second. Okay, so we're these cars that are going to be self-driving, they're going to have a lot of computers, right? Like, these things are going to be heavily technology-based. For the most part, I would assume. What happens... Like, you talk about accidents, we're just issuing... Issuing... Yeah, not issuing. Ushering a new era of a- different types of accidents. What happens if a car just, like... What if the OS just crashes? What if the car blue screens? Like, what what happens then? You would and still you have to have a human backup. But they will have to learn how to drive. Yeah, you wouldn't take away driving schools. but people... You're saying that they want a human backup, but the videos from Google are showing no human in the seat for their service. Yes, but I don't and... think the government would allow that type of fully autonomous right away. But that's well, what Fee's talking about in my mind. I don't think right away. I'm saying end goal, autonomous driving, there will be no more people driving. Yes, that's end, the goal, end goal, like 100 years from now. But even Way less, though, because who knows how fast... I think shorter than that. I think real short. I think... I, the biggest thing stopping it, in my mind, is the cost of the cars. Because if you do it too soon, you're going to get a divide in the world of people who can drive and people who can't leave their house pretty much because they can't afford a self-driving car. Okay, so I just pulled this stat off of Association for Safe International Road Travel. Additional, oh, so it's a 20 to 50 million people are injured or disabled each year from car accidents. And 1.3 million die in car accidents a year. That's a large number. That can be reduced it. to, like, maybe less than a million. Does it say what percentage of that? Is it DUI as well? Uh, no, it just says, like, fatal and uh, non-fatal. Like, think, it's... bars would do boom in business. You don't have to worry about DUI, so just get hammered at the bar and then get driven home i mean i really think that it's gonna happen like it has to like i I see a couple downsides like jobs would be reduced quite a bit in the world i mean the taxi industry is already dying well not just taxi but road construction should go down because roads they're they're still being used as much yeah but they could you won't have to have as wide of roads you might be able to cut down a lane construction should be able to go by quicker because the cars wouldn't know how to route through the construction area faster. So you could set up a bigger area to do road work. Is taxiing di- is taxi driving dying or is taxi driving evolving into a new type of industry where it's more app-based and service-based rather than just random people that have a taxi? Correct. I think okay. the Uber and Lyft and everything is getting higher percentage now. I think I saw that government is going to try forcing Uber to have all of its drivers as actual employees so it can start implementing more tax. And that may hurt Uber, but we'll have to see what kind of tax and all that's going to hit on the company. They're tips, so they could probably be waitress like wage almost if they have to. I was going to say, why not just make like manned Ubers 
or like manned autonomous car is an option, like for an app. You have your autonomous car, and then you have your manned one. So just so it makes people feel safer to implement autonomous driving throughout, like across the board. People still get paid to be that man person, even though they literally do nothing. But I think like these services, people like who like will call a, a self-driving Uber will be more okay with the autom- autonomous driving than them having to buy their own car as a, an autonomous driving car for their everyday life. So then just take away individual driving. Make mass transit the only way. Or like Ubers. Like just You so, say that, but you hear, live in a hear city. Me out. Like... Hear me out, dude. Ready? You just have an Uber waiting for you like at the edge of your street. Everyone on your corner, everyone on your street gets to the Uber. You guys, it drops you off everywhere. Takes you to another point. You get in your own Uber from there. Bam. Mass transit. Look at where I live, Fee. Yeah. I have three people on my street. Exactly. And we're 30 me, minutes away from town. Let me ask you a question that might give you a better idea of what's going through Dit, Nick, in my head. How long did it take you to go to school on a school bus? An hour. 40 minutes. Where, how did it take you 40 minutes? I was the first to be picked up. So was I. We had to pick okay. up everybody else. Distance. Distance picked up then. Like, how far were you actually going around the city? Like, if I were to drive... To my school? Sure. No, like, how far did your bus actually go? Like, 15 minutes. No, 10 minutes. Five, seven minutes. Seven minutes. Oh. It took See, me 40 minutes to get there. It was still a 40-minute drive for me, even though it was a 40 or a one-hour bus ride. Okay, well, that's understandable. But why not just have an autonomous car that goes, picks up five kids in an area and comes back to the school? I could see it getting very expensive. Like... A ride for me from, say, a grocery store to my house, not only is that like a 20-mile drive almost, but it also puts them in the middle of nowhere. Like for motorcycle. I don't know. I feel like it's a disadvantage for them to pick someone up like me that's going out in the middle of nowhere because then they have to drive all the way back into a populated area. So you're saying that it's going to become like an Ikea sort of situation where they only go to people with populations of so like 100,000 plus. Yep. Yeah, they could do big cities and do mass transit only. New York City would work out just fine, probably. New York City, Pittsburgh, Philly, Houston, Austin, LA, all those places. Okay. Uh, another question. What about moving cargo? I own a pickup truck for a reason. I need to use it a lot. Um, how does that work with self-driving cars self-driving and your mass car. transit question? I don't get paid to answer these questions, Bruno. People I'm, get paid. Supporting yeah. fees, I think you could... Because Uber, you can already request limos and stuff. So why yeah. not request a moving Uber? Not moving Uber, but like a box truck Uber. Bam. So you would just get a box truck instead of like your pickup truck. You know what I mean? Okay. What if yeah. I don't need a box truck? Well, then there's other options. <laughs> you can get the Hummer limos too from Uber. You want a Hummer yeah, limo? I just don't think it's practical for a lot of the areas in the, at least this country, that some people live in. Like Bruno said, he's what, 
Okay, so Get for ninety percent of the population, it's doable. The big no. city, yes. I don't. That's it. Like Seattle could do it too. That, that's the only population. Big cities and like maybe more urban towns. But even you can get to pretty rural urban, like the outskirts of urban towns. Like maybe you have to workplaces could set it up. Like if you go back to Bradford, look at ARG. How many people work there? You could probably set up an Uber system for that. For the why would transit. they? To cut down on people driving, take people yeah. out of the off the Pick road. Pick up six people with one trip instead of six people driving in six different cars. That's what I'm saying. At that point, it becomes how much time it does it take. But yeah, I could see it being it work out okay. Like if companies set it up in the smaller areas. To say, okay, all these people live in a, like a similar, like X amount of miles. We can set cool. up a mass transit for this set of people for the company, and over here, these people are close enough we could do it for them. But for the intern who lives thirty minutes away, we're not going to do it for him. Or you can just use things in like every town. Just have like instead of airports, Uber ports, dude. Autonomous Uber ports. You get an Uber there, takes you anywhere. One way for you. Yeah. Bam. Aren't planes already cheaper than driving? What? Hello? <laughs> what? I thought like a plane flight from like Philly to LA was cheaper than driving. I'm not, I'm not saying like coast to coast. I'm saying like in each like like I live okay. Let's say let's say New York City, right? In each of the boroughs, right? I I don't know what I don't remember the names for. I'm just gonna say, in each of the boroughs, there's one like central hub for Uber, and then in that central hub, it takes you to a general location outside of there. I'm talking like a substation. I'm thinking it like for train station. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine train stations, but they're just located in towns, and then like, oh, I want to go here, so then you hop in this Uber, drives you there, and then you go to there, and you're like, oh, well, I want to go to this street, so it takes you to that corner, drops you off. That makes it more manageable for the medium populated cities, but you're never going to get full mass transit because of the rural living people. I mean, then do you just close off sections of road and just box no. people in until they get out by no. by autonomous driving? Hello? No. You're like cutting like, off the middle part of the country. Literally I'm saying, I'm saying like, I'm saying like zone it, like have zones of like areas where you can drive. And it's only in super low population areas until they get to a certain point, like like an Uber port. Hear me out. You get to an Uber port, and then that takes you to where you want to go inside the zone. So you're saying, do the cars have both functions, or are you driving? No, to a I'm, spot saying, I see I'm saying. saying I'm saying. I'm saying you live in Bruno, middle of nowhereville. So Bruno drives to this this car port. I don't want to call it an Uber port because it's going to be... I, I drop off Uber. my car, get into an yes. Uber car, and go to like my a, new location. Like a car park. Or like okay. a, so like a, a ride share. Yeah. He drops off his car, then he takes then it takes him onto the autonomous like zoned area. And then that way he gets around there. Let's see, we still have a problem because we still have a person drive. What if see, Bruno doesn't want to go there? What if Bruno's like another block into town? So he's like, screw it, I'm just driving there. But it segments off like a certain number of people. Like it's not gonna. It takes millions of people off the road. I can tell you where to start with that. 
you start with things like a turnpike. Convert the turnpike into autonomous driving only. I could see that happening a lot sooner than what we're talking about. Like have I a dedicated roadway. Maybe highways are self-driving, but like back roads and are not because it's just not practical practical no. for back roads. I think if cars had both functionalities, that would be better. Because what are you going to do after you get off the expressway? It drops you off at car park. Yeah, but do you have a car at that car park? Call another car. No, so like, how do you re-enter into the bad zone? Well, I'm saying like manual zone. Have sections of like towns or roads that say self-driving only. Because we already have big signs that say no trucks or no cars allowed. Like, I know, Nick, you probably see it when you drive up to Bradford. There's that one hill that trucks can't go down. Yeah, they have their own route. separate road for them. Yeah. You could just do it and be like, self-driving only, please pull over, enable autonomous mode. And you could have like a small parking lot there that people pull into, turn it on, and they go to the expressway or whatever. Then they get off the expressway, another parking lot, they can put back on manual mode if they want to. Okay, okay, so there's something else about this is, you know, there's going to be a big group that's going to fight autonomous cars, and it's going to be the car insurance companies. It's because not even gonna be people, no accidents. They make money. They make so much money off of people having accidents because they can try higher premiums. They'll be the NRA of the car of the, the uh, whatever, whatever I'm trying to say. Yeah. They're going to make, they're going to almost make their own group. They'll get people involved, and then they'll just fight everything that's anti-personal car driver. I think there's going to be a large group of people fighting it too, like car enthusiasts. I don't want to lose my ability to drive on roadways. I I enjoy driving, I guess. So call call a trailer Uber. Get your car in a trailer, take it to a track. No, I I want to drive my car that I own. I don't want to be like Dropping off a car, picking up a car. I want to own my car that I get to drive wherever no, see, I want. This could and be like gun laws, I want. where you can own certain guns with certain licenses. Maybe you can drive certain cars with a certain license to prove that you're a really good driver. That still takes away from the whole, like, autonomous cars know what's going on. I mean, unless, like... I'm saying it would satisfy until we go full autonomous. You have to do baby steps along the way. Like, yeah. I feel like you have to cut it off at an age. Like, once you're you have 80, to you say, die. no, not even that. I'm saying go the other way. You, He's saying. Like, people that are five now, you'll never be able to drive yourself. Now, see, you the parents to... will get mad saying, why can't my kid drive? I get to drive. Uh, and then the kids look, will eventually I, say, hey, well, this is not fair. Yeah, I mean... I get my older brother who's two years older gets to drive. No matter what, there's going to be anger and confusion about things. Yes. I uh, still think that the five-year-old will get over it, though. I really, like, if it's a law and it's like, wow, it sucks to be born then. I mean, yeah. Or you could say any child born after this year. That way, people who are already alive and already know of driving... Yeah, I'm not saying impacted. it has to be like, the be people like, that are five right now, born, but yeah. If you're born in the year 2030, you're not allowed to drive. Yeah, I'm saying start a date and say this is when it starts. 
And I think we're hey, a while away from that date even. Because I think the price needs to come down on autonomous cars, and we need to even get more of them. Get one that works, yeah. Yeah. If you want the whole country to switch over, how many millions of cars are on the road? You need to have everybody buy that new car that can do it, and like it has to be affordable. It can't be some ridiculous price, or the government has to subsidize it down to near nothing. Well, this near is the fear people had back when green tech cars were a big thing and everyone's like well what happens if we have to get rid of fossil fuels and you can't sell gas anymore how are we going to get every gas car to green fuel this well, is the same problem and they still don't have a solution for it it's kind of like how massive tax cuts yeah it's kind of like how diesel trucks are right now like before the year i believe 2008 there was no emissions garbage in the trucks but now from then forward you have to put like diesel exhaust fluid in and they have all kinds of regulations on the trucks and it's it's a slow process to change over there's so many diesel trucks that are just i don't want to say bad for the environment but they're not anywhere near as good as the new ones are to be fair cars don't last forever so if you just say, here's the end point, like, say it's like, what, 2060. Cars from that are being made now, like, they're going to, like, obviously companies are going to cease production and fully focus on that. Yeah, that's the thing we could do. Like, the year 2030, if you're born, you can no longer drive. Car manufacturers can no longer make drivable cars. <laughs> that sounds terrible. The way that you just said, like it is I, terrible. No, Nick. Just because you think your t- two thousand one Explorer is gonna <laughs> be a classic, when no one's gonna buy it. See, I I don't know. I love to drive, and I I don't want it to be taken away from me, and I don't want people not to be able to drive because I think it's just such a. So, but here's the counter thing: is your love for driving so much that you don't care that people, however many number of people said earlier, die to driving? When that number I could swim. be reduced, let's say and how many people say, a year re- drown. I eat. How many people die from like diabetes? It's, it's I, this, I can't be, be worried about. Uh, you like, have to eat. It's but preventable. You don't have to drive. Driving is never something that is a human-born right. It's, I have to drive like, in to order to survive test. in this world. I have, have to drive to, to survive tax. in this world. No, I don't. have to drive to survive in this world. If you I don't, don't drive, how am I going to get my job? How am I going to survive? How am I going to live? Where am I getting the money? Because I can't drive to my job. Too bad. Well, <laughs> all I'm I gonna say to is drive. that all I have to say is driving came around like like a hundred years ago. That's it. We we've see. lived without cars for how long? And lifestyles changed too, though. In those hundred years, a lot has changed. I agree with that. You could support a, a community supported itself. It was an, its own ecosystem that did things. They aren't like that anymore, and you can't just divert everything back to being its own ecosystem. Well, it's like the internet. Is the internet a right or a privilege? All right. It's a right. I got to throw a curveball in here. <laughs> How are the Amish going to gonna take this? A little bit. Get off your damn horses and be normal. Pay taxes. They don't have to because they are. They don't have to follow it because they aren't U.S. citizens, almost technically, because they don't pay taxes or do anything like <laughs> but that. But they use our roads, goddamn it! They don't pay taxes though. 
They leave horse shit all over the road. They don't have to abide by those laws okay. because they are not a tax-biting citizen. My defense of that is that you guys are very, like, close to Amish. Nobody else in the U.S. really is. Like There's no higher population. Stuff. It's like when we say your wings Shut suck. your mouth. They, they don't. <laughs> You'll have all of Buffalo Command for that statement. But, Fee, then it comes down to, like, the whole, you hate that New York City dictates your state. So, like... We hate that laws that like are important to us. That you're like, oh, you guys should just have self-driving cars in your rural areas, but you're dictating how we should be like treated. Okay, is this turning into a north and south thing with New York and PA? Or like, <laughs> no, city it's more of a rural. city versus rural. I understand. Yes. Again, back to the zoning thing. Just zone it, car park, ride share. You get to where you need to go. What happens if I have to go through a car park to get to another rural area? Then you get to you're going to a rural area for some other reason, so someone can pick you up. That's so inconvenient. What if they? How is that inconvenient though? This whole it, thing is for convenience, and then you just have to make it all inconvenient by like to make it actually work. So let me give you an example of why it's very inconvenient. If I want to go ride my quad in the mountains, right? I got to drive yes. down probably. There's a ride share close to the highway that I would get on. I got to pack up a trailer, pack up my vehicle, drive to that rideshare. I need to then unhitch my trailer, drop off the vehicle, take all my stuff out of the vehicle, load it into a rideshare car or whatever it may be, and then hitch the trailer up, take that, get dropped off at another rideshare, and then what? Okay. I have a trailer sitting there and all my stuff. How do I get a vehicle there now? Drone it. No. Okay. You're a little crazy. <laughs> Alright, let's say you're going hunting. And you get an animal. Are you going to put that animal that's bloody into a car sharing car? Again. I, I, I had something in mind, and I just blanked. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> specialized for it. If, if their population is big enough to support, like, oh, people like go hunting, specialized for it. Each area is specialized in itself anyway. You know how many cars they're going to need if they have to specialize in what everyone needs compared to, like, they everyone getting what they need? But they don't need it specialized in every area. I'm saying, like, just have a common consensus of what people need and make it happen. Like, New York I'm City sure isn't going to need a hunting people. car. Yes, they will. I'm That's sure some people in New York City hunt. I'm sure some people go out in the country if, and hunt. If they, they do live in hunt, New York City. then they'll, take, see, they'll fly they, somewhere. They... With that going to the country, they would take a car to get to the country. That's what he's saying for that. No, I'm not saying that they would. I'm saying, like, yeah. Like, if you want to go hunting, you pick your gun up, you pick your gear up, you take a ride there to Albany, which is, like, probably near where they go hunting from New York City. Maybe maybe lower. I don't know. I don't. I'm not, I don't know that side of the state. And they just they take a ride to to that to there, and be like, okay, now I'm I'm hunting. And you take you get a group, you specialize it, take you where you need to go. Get a group. Some people don't want to hunt in groups. Fee. They okay, then they drop you off on the corner, and then the other guys get off on the other corner. They're all gonna shoot at each other in the woods anyway. Uh, do you do you actually know what it goes on when people hunt? Yes. 
They sit in a tree for four hours, do nothing, then go back home. Yes. Four hours? People go out the night before and sit all in their tree all night waiting well, for first dawn. Like, when I said four hours, I meant like four, like long time. I think hunting is very different from where you guys are from because you guys hunt to survive against deer. I don't. That's because they'll kill us if we don't. Fee, the first Monday after think not Monday, yeah, Monday after Thanksgiving, PA has one of the largest standing armies in the world. It's like we're in the top schools ten. Take all. Public schools will close. Oh yeah, hunting. The Again. amount of citizens armed out in the wild, like we could get invaded and we'd stop it. <laughs> when I came home. Or when I came to school from Thanksgiving break, I saw at least 10 deer splattered on the interstate. If we don't hunt those things, people will die. Yes, that's different from where, yes. People don't die because deer are coming out the yin-yang my, like in my area. That's not how I work. Like, yeah, that's, that, that's another works. accident. That's hum- not, People hitting deer are not human accidents. Like that that's just the deer is just like huh look the at that deer car coming into the side of your cars after you already passed <laughs> so Ooh, what happens light. with insurance Bam. with a deer do your rates go up because something happened out of your control or do you blame the car is is it acts of god you would still do it the same way you do now your rates don't go up because a deer hit you no some do some some, some places do? like will blame you yeah well, that's retarded mine don't I, hit, I mean, my it's... family's hit like three or four deer, and our rate hasn't gone up yet. Because so of the stats. Oh. Uh, a guy on my soccer team, he had uh, he had only one arm. He lost his other one in an accident when he was a child. And uh, after the one soccer practice, he was driving home, and he hit a deer. And the insurance company wanted to raise his rates because he didn't have both hands on the steering wheel. Oh. <laughs> now, did you know this guy, or is this some urban tale? No, he was on my soccer. Like I literally said, at soccer practice. Like, I missed that part. Okay. Like you know, he was on our soccer team. He had one arm. He had a nub, and like the one time in a game, he he knocked the ball down with his nub, and they called handball, and he just waved it at the ref, like yeah, yeah. He was a really funny kid. How, how no? Was. was are we talking elbow or? Like yeah, above the elbow. Like he. Oh. Like, okay. He was a stuff. I don't think he could have, like, if he was sitting back at, like, a decent rate, I don't think he would be able to touch the wheel with, like, the nub. He wouldn't, okay. like, be able to use it at all. So he would have to hug the wheel to have both arms on it. He had one of those, like, little knobs put on that, like, assisted one-hand drivers. Like, I don't know how, to, I don't know if you've seen them or not. Nicknames a suicide knob for them. Oh, is it? Yeah, they're very dangerous. Well, I mean. But, yeah. I don't I think mean, he used it, but... It can be very helpful. I think he had it on when you need it. Oh, again, taking another potential driver who can crash into things off the road. Autonomous driving. Yeah, I agree. Autonomous driving is good, but we can't just cut it cold turkey. It's like why haven't we just cut cigarette sales cold turkey? Because they're bad for us, aren't they? I mean, yeah, but we probably we probably could. People well, would be really think... sad, and then there'd be an illegal market for it. It reminds me of government wants its tax. It reminds me of like gun laws and how people think to take care of gun laws or change them. No guns are all guns. Take it or leave it. Okay. So in other Google news, moving on because we've talked thirty six minutes on just cars. (laughs) We're fine. Google's also announced another thing to make us more reliant on technology, and it's the AI calling. 
So basically they showed one of the new big features of Google Assistant was it will make calls for you if you given the parameters that you uh, tell it. So the example they showed on stage was, hey, Google, can you set a hair appointment for me between the times of 10 a.m. and 10 or uh, 12 p.m.? And the Google Assistant made the call. It kind of flowed weirdly, like it was kind of right. I don't know if I'd quite believe it was a real person, but like it made the call, it made the appointment, it hung up, and there were still even little nuances of it, like, can you wait a second? Uh Uh-huh. Like, I think that made me laugh a little bit. It even said, um, like it was thinking. I don't know. It's, it's weird. It was lifelike enough that it was weird to me to hear it. Now, my basic question is, would we have to train call centers to deal with this? Probably call not. centers will use this. <laughs> they don't have to make calls anymore. They can just like set up AI to make calls. They they eliminate their whole well, no, like, like if scamming you department. Work at a doctor's office and you're the one retrieving the call, receiving the call. Would no. you have to learn how those communicate with you and stuff? No. It sounded like it was just straight up a person asking for an appointment between ten and twelve. I'm gonna say no, dit. Because, like, if you tell people how to deal with it, they're going to do the exact opposite and mess with it, in, like, in its internal programming. Like, even, no matter the training, like, people are going to be, like... Oh, can you do it. this time instead? Yeah. And yeah, I would start to, like, spaz out. It'd be, like, thinking, thinking, hold on, hang on a minute. The schedule's um, full, what do um, I do? Exactly. And, like... I don't know. I feel like you just kind of have to let it do its thing. But at the same time, don't people have a right to know? If they're talking uh, to a robot. Well, yeah, well it didn't like... even say it was a person. It was like, hey, I am calling to set up a, cl- a uh, hair appointment for my for a client, not my client. But like, they immediately have stated at the beginning of the call that they weren't the, uh, the they actual weren't the person. person. They said they were almost like a, an assistant, a Google assistant. That's fair then. No, why don't we just go all out? I know it's bad because jobs will be lost like crazy. Get rid of calling. Just tell Google you want to make an appointment, and then the Google checks that place's database and it sets you up an appointment right away. I old was thinking people. that a second ago. Oh uh, yeah, old people. But I mean, you could have both systems going at the same time, really. Like a real number and a Google Assistant number, I guess. So. Side note, I went to McDonald's today for lunch, and uh, it was one of those new fancy McDonald's where they took away, like, the cashier or the cash register person. Oh, the touchscreen? Yeah, touchscreen one. And, like, I was with my grand- my grandfather, and he's not really, like, technologically savvy, I guess. And he just had no idea what was going on when I was, like, punching our, our order. Got- he was like, um, yeah, I want this, this, and this. And I went in and punched it through, and he's like, well... Why can't I just go up to the person? And why would it just be easier? <laughs> as morbid as it sounds, once generation baby boomer is gone, stuff will be easier. No. Nope, 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 nope. I can yeah. tell you firsthand from working with people and you should know this, that there are still people, even younger people, that are awful with technology and they yes, don't but... want to learn it. But we have such a bias. We can't, we like, this is where we all are like biased because we understand technology in a different way than 
a majority of the population. Like three of us are going for the same degree, and Bruno already yeah, got his own same tech field, degree. You know? Right. I was like, we're getting all the same education where Bruno, you got a different one, but still very similar in a lot of this respects that you've oh, learned. Yeah. We have such a bias of, oh, I'll be able to do this when we're older. I still know people that are just awful with it. I, and they're our yes, age. The people that are older, I know very few that are even accepting of technology. Yeah, I, I, I think that people our age, like they have to. I don't care if they don't want to. I don't care if they're like, well, I live down in the sticks and I don't need no computer. Like they, they'll know what to they do when they it. touch screen for a burger. I mean, you'd be. How surprised. many tickets a day do you have of people that are just like younger? Not even like, I don't know. Okay, 30, I don't have 40. people younger than me at work, but the people that are closer to my age at work actually understand how to switch their monitor orientation. I don't have to go down and right-click display settings to set monitor one to be on the left. They can figure that out, the people in their upper 20s. I but guarantee now, that's a person-to-person basis, though. When the, all Every single one I had, I put out all the monitors. All the younger dudes understood it. But then I had the older people there, and they were just lost. I had to help them all. And then the default sound got changed. Younger people were able to fix it. I had to go through and... Because the new Windows update switched all the default sound devices. I had to go through and change all their stuff over. So what happens when we become the old people and there's the new technology that we don't understand? I, I, I think, think we would still try to figure it out. I, I think that, but at the same time, I think there's an age where it's just like, I don't care anymore. And it's like, I don't need to learn that because it's new and scary. I mean, well, one thing I think is that we will be more accepting to it because look how much in our young lives technology has changed compared to them. Technology didn't change in their lives till they got older. Okay. They didn't grow up with... Like, look at how much technology has changed from now to when you were born. Then look at them from when they were 20 to when they were born. They might have had a little bit of technology growth, but not as fast as we've had since, like, the 90s. Can I bring up something? Our one professor, Jeremy, who is very techy, like we, he has to say he's probably one of the most techy people we know yeah. with all of his stuff. Did How many times did he bring up examples from like the 1990s of stuff he still does the certain way? Like I, you can be a very technologically advanced person, but still live in an era that like. Well, that's really soft. A, that's like speaking a language though, with software stuff. I know, but like still, I think everyone has a limit of stuff that they like from a certain time that they kind of just get stuck in, and they'll accept and have the new stuff, but they'll always just kind of like know the most from that one era. But he's still moving forward, though. Like, that's the thing. He may be stuck with some of it, but a lot of it, he's in Bitcoin pretty big. A little too much, I personally think, but he's still in it. I think it's crypto as a whole, but yeah. I, I just see that there's we're not even these next generations that come through yes there are going to be people that are more basic technology but like it's getting even more advanced like their basics are going to be like the basics old people know now like how much more advanced is it going to get and how much more confused are people going to get we're confused on half the stuff that goes on i said yeah the hardest part i think we'll have is too much variety in technologies we're just gonna have more variety hand me an apple product i'm lost 100%. 100%. I can Same. figure out a little bit, but Windows and Android is where I 
screw up. So that's kind of, it's not as much of a change that there's too much in technology. That Well, that's what we were talking uh, I think I've talked about this with like Fee and maybe you did, but uh, you see tech people nowadays and they're the jack of all traits. Like they know how to do almost everything because, you know, how much was everything when they learned? When you look at nowadays where people specialize in such small fields because you have to be like a specialist in this field because you just have to like spend so much time on this one thing. You can't learn everything else because you have to keep up on whatever it is you're doing. Because mm-hmm. every field's changing too fast to be a jack of all trades anymore. To learn the basics and then the advanced too much. It well, doesn't matter learn... how smart you are. It's just, all right, learn JavaScript, Perl, Python, uh, PowerShell. And then you also have to learn Linux stuff as well on top of that. And then, oh, you have to make sure you keep up on your Apple software. Well, then it's like, oh, well, half that stuff you just learned at the beginning is, you know, gone. Yeah. Oh, you it's learned. Irrelevant. You learned um, XML. Well, that's too bad. We only, like, JSON's now the only thing. Well, then there's, like, everything similar to a point. Like, there's only, like, once you learn one programming language, the rest just follow. Once you learn one thing, like, it just follows. Okay, Linux is different because, like, I, I know Jack did the on Linux. But I'm saying, like, most systems follow trends together. So even though you won't know one, you could probably figure out another, if we're being honest. Fine probably, being honest. but like, how much time, like, how much wasted time are you gonna have, like, trying to figure out the different nuances and stuff? I mean, honestly, technology is moving more and more towards copycat. Like, look well, at look how much Jeremy Google stuff too. Like that's what I'm saying. Like it's just all I think like will change is that there's more. It's gonna be. Like Apple or iOS versus Android, like I, I it's honestly just gonna split people. And that's it. Like people are gonna have their preferences, and you just gotta like. There's gonna be these people, that people. That's how I look at it. Yeah, but like, I don't know. Even like my girlfriend, when she has a problem with her, uh, I not her. What are the laptops called? Like uh, Mac, Mac? Apple Air, MacBook like, Air. Laptop, I don't know all the different MacBook Air. MacBook Air. MacBook Air. When she has a problem with it. I, I, I'm so blank on it. Like I have to Google a whole bunch of different things. I just don't know how to fix those things because I have it software and I don't know where anything is in Apple software. Well, Apple hardware is a bigger pain. You can't just buy any stick of RAM. You have to buy Apple certified RAM or else it doesn't work. I've seen it happen. I made that mistake at work. It's yeah. a pain. I, I, that's... When I'm older, I'm sure there's going to be things that, like, I'm sure I'll be better with technology than, like, my grandpa, but, like, I'm sure I'll also have my grandkid be like, you don't know how to do this right away? And I'll be like, you know what? Screw you, you little fuck. You don't know neural <laughs> technology? What's wrong with you? That comes back to my point of there's an age where it's just cut off. I, I completely agree. And I, like, after a certain age, like, I've, if someone doesn't know how to, like, use something, I'm just like, okay, well, you know. Just don't care. I, I really don't care. I'll help you for now. Well, I'm trying to think what form of communication is there that we would have trouble understanding? I, I think it's just technology of, in general. Like, like, there's be so much of it. Like, because the touchscreen stuff in McDonald's, that's a form of communication to order your stuff. Okay. You just think it? Yeah. What well, happens like, then? Still... Like, uh, I want, no, that looks, oh, that looks good. That looks good. And then all of a sudden you're a fatty deal with it well, yeah and then your uh, order is like three chicken chicken sandwiches coming like out you keep thinking like... about chicken sandwiches and 
it tries to ring you up for 15 of them and you get frustrated you're assuming the technology is bad then what if the technology is like oh you just want a chicken sandwich well yeah then you have to say no i want 15 chicken sandwiches we're just trying to tell you like back to your question okay so i i know some older people that are decent with technology they could go to like sheets and order a schmuffin but the issue with them is the reaction time is like whenever those touch screens have a timeout time they're sitting there like scanning up and down because they, they're not as quick as some kid that like it's like bam 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 they're just sitting there like uh breakfast uh I sandwich i think that'll come more to our generation like i don't think that'll be as big as an issue in the future well, i think well, Nick, we'll like, definitely get slower the baby boomer generation like it's because they aren't used to having to search for stuff like that. Like, how many of us can look through phone book efficient? None. But Apparently. now look at our, but look at our grandparents. Give them a phone book; they'll probably look through pretty quickly compared to how we would. Yeah, That's like true. people are getting like iPads and stuff at the age of like four. Like, parents are just giving their kids like iPads, like, like those kind of things at the age of four, and they're touching and playing games on it. Like I, th- I think like from now on, people are gonna be like, I, I, I'll think like our yes, our reaction time will get slower, but it's not gonna be like that because we'll understand the general idea of what's going on. Like there's well, been nothing. What has been like that before? Well, see, there's also the chance that what touch screens are like phone books to us. Yeah, like the thinking thing. Um, if it comes around quick enough, I think we can get it. But see, we're already thinking of it, is what's telling me is we could probably be ready. It's not something that's going to surprise us. My, my big thing is I just want to, I, I don't know. I don't know how we are going to react to technology in the future. I just don't want to assume that we're going to be perfectly fine with it the way I don't think we we're perfectly think fine. We I think we can stand our own a little bit, you know. Yeah, I want to... Stand our own better, but I don't think we'll be quite where I think we think we'll be, maybe. Like, I, I had to look agree with Nick. Um, an encyclopedia before. I struggled. I asked my grandpa. He found me everything I needed in the encyclopedia in like two minutes. Like, there's stuff I, that would be taught in schools too. We, our age, is where we got half the knowledge, and then the school system switched where we didn't get the other half of learning how to use dictionaries and the the sources and encyclopedias and all that stuff. I mean, I agree. Even cursive. Cursive died while we were in school. I, I learned cursive. I did too, I but, it stopped. but I never used it. It stopped in like the fourth grade, but I'm pretty sure our grandparents and our parents probably had cursive through high school, maybe. Not like okay. a lesson, but like they had to use it, I'm saying. So I'm the youngest of the group, and I remember like in elementary school, we were taught that the internet was the most awful thing in the world, and only people that are on it were trying to like kidnap you and like hurt you. And that's what it was like in middle school. And if we'd ever do like a research project, you know, like an elementary school version, it would be like all books, no internet. The internet is all lies. Yeah. And in middle school, it was like three book sources and one internet source is okay. And it's like, oh boy, we get to use the internet. It's a high school where it's like, eh, don't even go to the library. Just get it all online. It's pretty much better there anyways. I think that's more towards stopping pedophiles than actually anything. That's relevant an internet to safety thing. Like, yeah. When it says don't trust trust strangers yeah you're five like, don't listen to the dude who sounds like he's a 40 year old 
Well, not even like kids. They, they how made is it he... out to be like really bad. Like I don't know if you guys got it as bad as maybe I did personally, but they made it sound like it was almost awful. My school tried to tell us cigarettes were just normal. Hello. What? We were told. We were told draw what you think a cigarette person looks like. The whole class drew a bum. And then the person's like, this is what they actually look like. And it was a doctor. And kid's like, oh, I want to be a doctor. So. It's yeah, like they were wrong. advertising. Did somebody pay kids them? Kids started smoking like 7th and 8th grade in my school because they were told, oh, yeah. Like, doctors smoke and businessmen smoke. And I'm just like, ew. Uh, okay, so I had something similar to that. We had a cop come to my school in elementary school. And, like, it was a big assembly, like, telling us about drugs. And the cop pulled some kid up and it was like, hey, Timmy. Can you tell me if you're ever going to do drugs in your life? And the, Timmy was like, no, I'm not going to do drugs, sir. And the cop's like, you just lied to me. Because how can you tell me that in the future you might not do drugs? And I'm like, think about it back then. It's like, what? Why would Timmy do drugs? But now think about it. Like, yeah, but Timmy's a big ass hardcore drug addict. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, Timmy's going to do. Like, like that cop was true. It's like, I know you say now, but like, how do you know in the future? The lessons they tried to teach us were just way too advanced for kids. Like, sorry, sir, I just don't want to get arrested. Maybe I'll do drugs. I just don't want you to, like, I'm not going to tell you I'm doing drugs, sir. God. Timmy, have you ever done drugs? Can start shaking. Uh, <laughs> uh, don't look in I, my pocket. I don't smoke what I sell, sir. I, I, the other thing is, like, I mean, I go to a school district where we deploy uh, one-to-one devices. In fourth grade, you get your own device with your name on it. You don't take it home, but in fourth grade, it sits in the back of the classroom. Each kid has a device. And in when middle school, you used to get to start to take them home. In high school, you pretty much live with them, and you get to keep them at the end of your graduation. But, like, starting in fourth grade now, at least in my school district, I know it's very rare in the start of it, you have a device, your own personal device, starting in fourth grade. And we're trying to get that down to third grade being almost one-to-one, but not quite there yet. My brother's school gave their kids Chromebooks their freshman year. And I was like, I got Chromebooks my freshman year. Like that, our high school now gets a, a Windows device. They get a Lenovo ThinkPads, not ThinkPads, Yogas. But uh, middle school and elementary school, they get Chromebooks because they don't need some of the programs that you can get on Windows compared to Chromebooks. Hello? I'm trying Why? to remember the first year that I used a computer. Yeah, that school. was like third grade. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, third I'm grade further helped. than that. I didn't get that. I was oh, like we... fifth grade. I was so confused because all the other kids had computers in their house. I didn't. We were told, okay, you can go. We had like a typing class. And at the end, the professors or the teachers like, yeah, you can go surf the web. I'm like, how do you surf on a computer? And all the okay, kids are I... on like cool math games or whatever. And I'm just there like. Do I look up water or surfboards? Can I look up uh, wow? I didn't personally have a device, but I'm talking about right now. Like in the past four, or not four, the past six years, this or not six, five. Because it was my my sophomore year, the freshmen were given Chromebooks. And that was it. They were the only grades in the school that would have them. And then my junior year, the whole high school and middle school was deployed with devices. And then these past years when the... Chromebooks have started getting older. We've taken ones, repurposed them down to the elementary schools. But like right now, if you start in like my school district as a fourth grader, I'll be putting a device in the back of your classroom and I'll move it up in fifth grade. Middle school, when you come to the orientation, you'll get handed a new device. At the end of middle school, you'll hand us back the device and we'll hand you a new one to start high school. And you should hopefully go through the four years of high school with the same device unless they decide to switch it up. 
Yeah, can I join your school district? Hello? Yeah, like, Nick, you know how you got that projector that was really old from work? Yeah. My school doesn't have projectors still. They still use overhead. They're, uh, so the one elementary school that they did asbestos abatement in last summer, they're renovating, and they're getting smart TVs. So all the old smart boards and projectors are being taken away this summer. Hello? Yeah, what? Like our district is very advanced for how rural it is. We have like 60% poverty, but like oh, wait, we're getting on. all these grants. Nick, what is your school's academic rating? I have no idea. We're like not bad. I'm going to look up mine real quick and then you can look up yours. I, last time I looked, mine was fourth worst in the state. We, we're pretty, we're like decently average, but that's also because we have a large, probably one fourth of our high school goes to, one fourth of our high school goes to Votech. And those are the probably not the worst kids, but they're the kids that aren't worried about high school. They're worried about going to a trade. And they, we have a lot of uh, kids that really get, I don't know, perfects in that type of thing. Because they're very interested in it. So the kids that like actually go to school are like good students. And the kids that maybe want to learn how to be a precision machinist, they're going to starting freshman year. They only take two classes in the high school at the end of the day. But the whole morning, they're at a Votech school where they get to learn what they exactly want. We had that, but it wasn't like it was half day splits. I mean, ours half day, but like we have five periods and for the first three in the morning they're gone the last two they're there can i know what area you guys are rated for this thing uh can you look at mine um big spring school district okay give it out for the internet to see i don't care doesn't matter anymore this is all public information anyway you're right google our name mine shows up for my high school well your name's dit so dit what's your rating I couldn't find it yet, because the one I found said we were third best in the state, and that's a lie. That's a lie, to it. Go to the link that Bruno put up. Where'd he put it? Oh. I'm looking. I thought that was just a picture of kids walking. Wait, is that yours, Bruno? Yeah. Oh. That's pretty close to, to a, a famous TV show, Bruno. 406 out of 659, Bruno. That's yeah. pretty shit. 81st dab. Get wrecked, please. 81st of 1200, too. Yup. Mine is 454 of 570. And we don't get no fancy contometers. <laughs> oh, wait, you're really high school. I, I, high this. I, I have no clue. I can't figure it out. Figure it out. Oh, I'm starting to see. Okay, so... Oh, shit, we were 408th out of 659. I'm 521 out of 659. So, I'm just saying get wrecked to all of you in your stupid PA schools. Nick, how many of your students are discounted lunch? It should say there. This says 27, but I know we're more. Guess what mine is. What? 100. 100%. 100%. Really? Yeah. There's a school-wide discounted because of how poor the school district is. They just give everyone a flat discount. And then some kids get even reduced to 25 cents a meal, and then some get it for free. This is a little off, because I know I've, I've been in meetings where they've talked about, like, 
we're at least 50% in poverty because like 50% of students take it. Mine is actually messed up because I have three buildings for my high school and I think it broke them all off to separate ones because it says there's only 3,000 kids in the high school, but I graduated with 1,000. So I don't think that's right. Well, this is all we have time for this week. Thank you for joining us and hopefully see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.